Hello, and welcome to yet another exciting edition of Heavy Meta. We're on episode number 23, and I know that because I just checked. And today's guest... Oh, wait. First, who am I? I'm Bryce Kundick, and I'm joined yes, you are. by my co-host... Kelly Boyven. And we are joined by our guest speaker today, who is... Matt Jacobson. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, could you introduce yourself? Who are you? I am the IT Support Services Manager for the University of Maine at Farmington. Um, I am also the newly appointed advisor for the Makerspace Club. The Makerspace Club. Hmm. What is a makerspace? Um, a makerspace. So, I don't know, back in maybe the early 2000s, somewhere around there. <laughs> early aughts. Yeah, somewhere around there. There were these tool share programs where... <clears throat> People would get together, and if you had, I don't know, a drill or something that you weren't using a lot and you wanted to pull it together with other people's resources, you could join this tool share group, and they kind of evolved into what makerspaces are now, where there's things from $50,000 laser cutters to sewing machines to basically any type of tool or thing you would need to make something. Make stuff. So yeah. a collaborative creative yeah. space, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we've started one at UMF. Yay, UMF. Um, well, we started it uh, like February? Yeah. Sounds about right. And, and where is this makerspace? Uh, so currently on the first floor of the Mantor Library. Mm-hmm. Right um, next to my office. Yep. <laughs> so I get to see all the people who are trying to print. I'll tell you, I just noticed one thing. I think it's too cold in there. I think things it's failing to print. I yeah. just walked by. So we need to get a heater for the makerspace, I think. Yeah, I agree. For what it's worth. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, so right now, uh, what, we've got two 3D printers. There are two MakerBot Replicator Pluses, I think they yeah. are. So these are 3D printers. Yes. So yes. they print things in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, what's the material? What do they print these in? So 3D printers can use a wide variety of materials from resins to plastics to woods to even metals. Um, the printers we have, wow. we are printing with PLA, which is a form of processed corn byproduct. Mmm, processed yeah. corn product. Yeah, so it's safe, non-toxic. Um, and it bio- biodegradable. Biodegradable. Biodegradable, yeah. So, okay. so that takes away my major objection with the 3D printers, which would, was that I don't think the world needs millions more pounds of plastic trinkets. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know. That, we need that, millions more pounds of processed corn product. That's what we that's need. That's what we need. That's what, you know, I woke you know? up this morning and said, <laughs> I wonder where I can get a million pounds of processed corn product. <laughs> now you know. See? Um... <laughs> But, I mean, it looks like plastic, right? It does, yeah. It looks, feels like plastic. Um, Comes in hundreds of different colors. Um, You can get glow-in-the-dark filament. You can get filament with glitter in it, so you can print something shiny. Glitter. Glitter. Hmm. See? This is looking more and more attractive by the the (laughs) second, right? Not really I see Kelly just like, you know, you're not. But but who who is using who is using the space? Why you know why is it being used and what is it being used for? 
Um, so first students can come in and just print whatever they want to print. Uh, so if they find a file online or they design something themselves, we've had students print headphone stands. Um, we've had students print toys, a bunch of different things. There's also a couple classes using the 3D printers for to learn about 3D modeling. Ooh. So they take their 3D modeling class and then they can actually print the item that they've designed. So, you can see so that's life. kind of a neat collaboration yeah. with, with faculty. Definitely. And we're planning on going, I mean, ideally, like this is just phase one. Oh, a absolutely. Multi-phase project. Yeah. Um, I mean, because... At, Full real, fully realized makerspace would do things beyond 3D. Well, it would be printing in different materials. Yeah, so um, the newest printers um, print liquid resin. So there's a tank of resin in the bottom of the printer, and you program your design into the printer, and it dips a plate into the resin, and then a UV light cures each layer, so it only cures the spot of resin. Um, it's incredible detail. Um, it's like... I think it's like 10 times more detailed than our current uh, PLA printer. Mm. They also do them in chocolate, which I personally yes. think we really need a chocolate, a chocolate printer. printer. Okay, now I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, then there's a, so there's, so there's printers, but there's uh, also like uh, etchers. Yeah, uh, so laser cutters. Um, you can use them to either cut or etch huge variety of materials, anything from aluminum to wood to leather to paper, uh, cardboard. Um, so you can actually cut out an object using like a 40 watt laser, mm -hmm. um, or you can also just engrave onto it. Like if you wanted to put a picture on the front of your MacBook Pro or whatever, mm -hmm. you could actually engrave that picture into the aluminum. Yeah, really? really cool. Yeah. So I, need, I need that. What about 3D scanners? Any... Yeah, so it's it's in the works. We have a we have a giant wish list of things we're looking for, yeah. and that's one of the items on the wish list. Um, so with a three D scanner, um, basically what it sounds like, it takes pictures from three hundred and sixty degrees around the item, and mm -hmm. then it stitches those together to give you a rendering of what a three D object look like, looks like, mm -hmm. and then you can just either print that on the three D printer, you can edit it in your three D modeler. Um, so yeah. if you if you had a little object that you wanted to replicate, you could scan it and then yeah, make, and then print it. Make hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of weird the first time you print something and like you know because you're used to like printing pictures and everything, yeah. but like yeah. actually printing an object. Um, and I think for a lot of people that's sort of where it is right now. Not necessarily nationwide, but locally. Yeah, like it's just. Gee whiz, cool! Like, yeah, just wow, I just defect. printed that. Yeah. Whoa! I mean, sort of like mm -hmm. you know, ye, ye old movies. They'd be like, "Wow, that's a train coming!" <laughs> wow, that's cool! Yeah. And you know, so I know a lot of people have told me they're like, "Oh, well, this this three D printing, it's a flash in the pan. It's just you know, it's some gimmick that's going to go away." And I, you know, for I'll be honest, the first couple of years I was like, "Well, maybe I guess." I mean, I don't know. They're People thought Second Life was going to be the big new thing, and that went nowhere. Mm. Um, but I think I think three D printing and makerspace is like, like let's say so three so makerspace is in the in that objects where people can places people can go to utilize tools they wouldn't have access to otherwise to be able to do things to things. Mm -hmm. um, that's here to stay. I mean, like 
you just you fast forward and you're at you know in Star Trek you know with the food replicators and whatever and you're ordering whatever you want and just there it is. Right. I mean, yeah. if you can do chocolate today, right. tomorrow you can do you know cheese, and the day after that, you know, who knows <laughs> who knows what the what the limits are. Yeah, I mean, especially for mock-up and prototyping of items. So your goal might not be to make a 3D printed item. But having a 3D printer right now is a great tool to do a mock-up and even like a proof of concept for an item to make sure that it's going to work or do what you want it to do. Mm. And then you might still go through with like standard manufacturing processes, but now you know that this is what this is going to look like, what it's going to feel like, and make sure that it's a viable solution for what you're trying to make. So that sounds like it might be a viable way to collaborate with faculty that are working in some of the like business and entrepreneurship classes, you know? To yeah, definitely. Um, do a mock-up and, mm-hmm. and prototype of a product that they yeah. come up with. Yeah, yeah. even like um, I've seen at other places where marketing classes are doing that. Mm-hmm. They're having students design yeah. a product and do a mock-up of it and then actually do a marketing campaign for that product. Yeah. That'd be cool. So um, you mentioned that uh, you are the advisor for the Makerspace Club. Yes. Uh, Who is the Makerspace Club? Um, So right now it's about, I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 students um, that have an interest in Makerspaces. Um, We started probably in about February. Um, Cut through a lot of red tape at UMF to get a club started. (laughs) There's some, there's some inertia you got to overcome. Yeah, yeah. And so right now they're um, putting together bylaws and all those things that see where they actually want to take the direction of the club. Cool. Yep. And uh, what would if a student wanted to join the club? What would they have to do? So they can email uh, makerspace at main.edu, um, and we can get you in touch with the club. Um, president, vice president. Um, you can also stop by the Makerspace at the first and third Wednesday of every month at 12 p.m. Um, and join a club meeting. Um, or you can just stop by the library front desk or the IT help desk at the front desk of the library and they can either get you in touch with the right people or give you some more information. Sure, because you don't have to be in the Maker Club no, to definitely. use the uh, three. I mean, I think, so let's see, in order to use a 3D printer, uh, you just need to do uh, go online, read over some paperwork, digitally sign that, and then take like a 10-minute class. That, yeah. Let's your class go over. Yep. Just a brief overview of how the printers work, um, how the software works, what to do if something goes wrong. Um, and then basically you're on your way. Anytime you want to come in, the library is open. You can just go up to the front desk and they'll let you in and... You can print. This is for the UMF community at this point. Correct. correct? Yes. 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 This is not for outside of the, univer- right. the university community just yet. Correct. Yes. We are putting in for some grant monies and mm-hmm. for some extra funding that hopefully we get to the point that uh, it's for the greater uh, Farmington population. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are not there yet. People. So I know some people. They look at it and they they seem scared. Uh, have you seen that? And what would your advice to them be? Yeah, we've seen that a little bit. I would say don't be scared. I mean, it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, What's the worst thing that could happen to you on a 3D printer? I mean, you could ruin the extruder, but... Could you, like, you could burn yourself. You could right? burn yourself. They do get hot. They they work to melt the PLA. It's like 
450 degrees Fahrenheit. So, I mean, you could burn yourself, but that's like one of the first things we I burn myself over. with a glue gun. True. So, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And basically, I mean, honestly, like a 3D printer is a glue gun. It is yeah. a glue gun. I mean, a servo motor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It just, and it's, so it's just a glorified glue gun. But you know we what? should make a 3D printer out of a glue gun. Yeah. MacGyver would do that. There's that probably. Would, yeah. That's pretty makey. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for a makey space, that's, that's, <laughs> that would be. But yeah, so I mean, like, and the only part of the of the thing that's getting really hot is that one little extruder. Correct. Yep. So as long as you don't be like, I, I wonder what that is, and then touch it, you're not going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And that's like the first thing we go over in the training, too, is this is really hot. Don't touch this. We have tools <laughs> if you need to get near it. So, I mean. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I remember when I first used one, I thought it was going to be very difficult. But it is not difficult. Like, it's as difficult as printing anything else. Like, you've got the machine. Now, granted, there are some times that, like, it's, it's too cold or, or it doesn't uh, stick properly to the, to the base or something like that. But by, I mean, that, that happens uh, the same thing when you are, um, when you're printing at home, like on yeah. your printer. Like, your, like your, your printer Your printer jam. jams. Yeah. And you get over it. You're not like, oh, no. Well, at least I'm not, right? Yeah. I mean, Kelly, even you're not, right? You're like, no, yeah. never. See? See? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I, I think I was just surprised that you can go to, like, Thingiverse and see something. You're like, I want to print that. And all you have to do is really decide what color. Yep. Yeah. And then you what it. color is my ball-jointed octopus going to be? Yeah. <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. Yep. Um, how, did you get into, how did you get into Makerspaces? So at my previous job, um, we went through the same process of building a makerspace, and I was kind of interested in some of that technology there. So I was fortunate enough to help with that and build the space out and kind of pick some of the equipment and kind of get the space started. So does this feel like deja vu? Or you're like, yeah, a little it, I'm bit. Doing this again? Yep. Or you're like, yeah, this is cool. I get to do this yeah, again. A little bit of both. <laughs> So I, I, I see that the, the high-tech aspect, I think that's really cool, uh, you know, the scanners and the printers and, and you know, laser cutters and all that, yep. but, but is there still a space for more low-tech creative items like yeah. the tool sharing programs and soldering irons and sewing machines? Definitely, and, yeah. Like I said, we have a bit of a wish list, and all of those things are definitely on our wish list. We've talked about things from doing leather working, mm -hmm. so... Having a sewing machine specific for leather working where students can make wallets or belts mm -hmm. or whatever they want. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. woodworking. Uh, yeah, definitely wood carving, woodworking. Yeah. Um, and some of those high tech things are able to kind of transfer over to. Um, so if you have a woodworking project and you want to cut an intricate part out, you can program that into the laser cutter and it'll cut that part out for you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very specific. Um, so it might be a good cross-pollination yeah, between high-tech and low-tech. Yeah, I was watching this one video of this uh, laser etcher that could laser etch pictures onto denim. And so yep. you, could, you could put, like, your pants what? on. That, well, obviously, you take your pants off first. <laughs> Please don't do this in the middle it's of the hot. library. don't touch. Bring <laughs> your pants, a separate pair of pants, to the library. So you put it down, and then, like, you take whatever picture you want, and it just goes, just that's the technical term. And you got that picture on that. And so like, imagine if you wanted to like do leather working, mm -hmm. you don't have to like dye it or anything. You just put it underneath it and just hit print and it'll print Elvis on your piece of leather yeah. like that. And I thought acid washing was cool. Yeah, and no. No, this is it. This is the future of denim technology. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and we actually have some students that are interested in doing uh, linoleum block prints. Yes. Um, so basically, old school way, you would take a knife or a gouge mm -hmm. and gouge out a design into a linoleum block um, and then ink it up and yeah. press that on paper. Yeah. Um, which we are looking to do also, but linoleum can also be cut on the laser cutter. So you can import a design, design it on the computer, and then actually cut it out of the block so you have a precise you know, image of what you're trying to get right mm -hmm. in the block. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's it's, neat. It's interesting because like some people, like I know they'll be like, yeah, but you're now using a machine and mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of cheating. And like, just like I've had conversations with people about digital photography and they're like, mm -hmm. well, you know, mm -hmm. once you start editing the photos, it's, not, it's not really, that's not the picture anymore. You're yeah. doing stuff to it. And it's like, well, I guess maybe, I mean, but at the same, it's a tool just like right. any other tool. I and mean, just because you're doing it with bits doesn't mean it's any less of a tool. Yeah. They said the same thing when they invented paintbrushes, right? Yeah. So they went from finger painting to using a brush. You know? Ah, you got one of those newfangled brushes. <laughs> Get out of here, Ugg. <laughs> But I, you just made me think, though, when you said talked about linoleum block printing, you could probably do screen printing as well oh, because definitely. you could use yep. the laser cutter to, yeah, know, to cut actually, your stencils, and yep. that would be really cool to Absolutely. have a screen printing shop mm -hmm. right there. Yep, so you can do the traditional uh, screens um, where it'll cut the mask of what you mm -hmm. want to print. Um, you can also do stencils for things like glass etching. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah just it sounds like there's a lot of creative stuff. avenues that you could... Of course, space is always the space issue, is right? Issue. Space yeah. is an issue. And money. Yeah. Space, space and money. Yeah. <laughs> space and money. I mean, are there, are there plans for further expansion? I know the room that it's in in Mentor Library is not a huge, but, you know, it's not a huge space. Yeah, I mean, there are plans. Maybe I'll let Bryce talk to you a little bit I about mean, what... Yeah, there's, there's hoped-for plans. We're hoping yeah. that, uh, that over winter break that space gets essentially doubled maybe even kind of tripled. Yeah. Um, but some of that is at the whims of the construction gods. Yeah. And if you've been at UMF long enough, you know that those construction gods can be fickle. <laughs> uh, you know, they... That's they, one word for it. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but I think, you know, it's exciting that, yeah. that we could bring some other cool things in uh, if we have the space. So we'll see where that, where that goes. Yeah. But... Yeah, and then, I mean, this isn't even touching on some of the other aspects of I mean, some makerspaces, they also get into virtual reality, yep. augmented reality. Um, I, I just noticed today, um, Minecraft Earth went live on, mm -hmm. uh, on iPhone and Android, so I've yep. got Minecraft Earth on my phone, which is pretty, I, I've liked it so far, because I get to go around and, like, digitally mine things around and then make stuff. Um, I don't, have you tried it out at all? I have no, not yet, no. Not a Minecraft geek? Not too much. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> he didn't ask me you know. I, I, there was no hope at all Kelly yeah but there's a whole other um, side of it where a lot of programming and robotics um, using Raspberry Pis and Arduinos and you should actually, explain what those are because people are going to be like baked goods? I like Raspberry how Pi how does this tie like, in? <laughs> can you laser print a Raspberry Pi? <laughs> Um, so they're open source microcomputers. So um, you can do basically anything you want with them. Like one time I took one and I 
added coding onto it and made a uh, miniature Nintendo. So yep, I've done that. Yeah, so all the games that I had when I was a kid are now on this little Raspberry Pi, and I can just play them whenever I want. But they're used for lots of things. People use them for weather sensors. They use them for... All sorts of other yeah, things. Literally anything, anything you want to do with it. Little robots. You yeah. can like, uh, put it on, you know, it's just a, a microcomputer. I mean, imagine yeah. like, it's like spy level stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking like a racer head type, but I, I mean, how big? It's like a, about as big as like a chiclet box, right? Yeah, or like an Altoids. Altoids, there Altoids you go. Altoids box. Yeah. Altoids, chiclets, you know. Yep, and they have <clears throat> USB ports on them and they have Wi Fi adapters for them, so they can be on Wi Fi. And what, they're like 30 bucks? Yeah. Yep. Not expensive. I mean, you know. So, yeah, so there's that. Um, drones. I know some makerspaces do stuff with drones. It would be great if we could do stuff with drones. We're looking into that as well. Um, yep. You know. I I think we live in exciting times. We so, do yeah. live in exciting times. You know, but I was just reading an article this morning about libraries who have makerspaces and, and kits to lend, and the knitting kits are still among the most popular. So there's still space in this world for pair of knitting needles and some yarn. Do you know the original um, the original uh, designs for computers came from like knitting and sewing machines, like on a on an industrial. Because basically, you're looking at me like Bryce, you're you're on something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what were you having for lunch, but whatever it was, <laughs> bring me no, some next. Because basically, one of the, the old punch card machines. Yes, those punch card I machines. Do. See, look at you. I'm old um, enough that I actually remember punch card machines. It was basically just saying on or off right. for each thing. Is this on or yes. is this off? And that's what a like bit is, right? industrial like, looms. Yes, is, this, is it a one or is it a zero? Mm-hmm. And so with those punch cards, yeah, you'd have a whole bunch of ones, which is the same thing as a knitting machine. Like, is this See, see how on? we circle those wagons? Yeah. We come right back wow. around. Yeah. Wow. wow. Mind blown. So what is the coolest thing you've ever seen printed? Coolest thing Anything come to mind? What is a cool thing? I always hate when someone's like, what's the coolest thing? Because then it's like, well, dang. You know, what am I going to do? Because it's like a popularity contest. And I don't, I don't do that. I saw a prosthetic limb printed for an animal. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. For an animal? For a dog, yes. What, like, a, like one of his, like his hind legs? Yes. Well, I can't remember if it was a hind leg or a foreleg. But yes, it had lost its leg in an, in an accident. And I did see a dachshund with like... He was on wheels on yeah. the back of the knees, yeah. which sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's the coolest thing, but there was a somebody designed and built an air raid siren and printed it out of 3D parts. Really? Yeah. So like a, a working air raid Yeah, siren? so you would wind it up and it would make like the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get one of those from the library. We want people to leave. We'll just like, look, we'll just keep on cranking this until you're gone. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I know for a while people were really worried about people 3D printing weapons. Is that still something that we're worried about? Yeah, actually I just saw an article in the news the other day about the fight over 3D printed weapons is not over yet. Um, it's not over. <laughs> well, because they keep on 3D printing right? weapons. And yeah. like, oh yeah? But yeah, I mean, literally all it takes is one person to put a design out there on the internet for it and it's available to anybody, so... You already got your air raid siren, so (laughs) you're set. Um, If people wanted to know more about this, where would be some good information places to go? I mean, other than join the Makerspace Club, which, of course, you know, they should do anyway. 
Um, Thingiverse. Thingiverse. That's like thing i v e r s e dot com. Dot com. Yep. What is that? Um, so it's basically a repository of thousands of designs people have uploaded. Um, there's also tutor tutorials on there, um, so you can learn basics of 3D printing and 3D modeling. Um, Inventables is another good website. Yep. Um, so these are free open yeah, source. Yeah. Yeah. So you can. People post. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're not editing anything, Matt. <laughs> we told you that beforehand, Matt. <laughs> people post stuff. Uh, yeah. So people post uh, instructables. Uh, no, it's instructables.com. See. Ah. See. Okay. See instructables. Yeah. So they post how to make things. Um, they'll actually give step by step. So if you want to build a. I don't know, a mini robot, it'll say, here are the 3D parts you need to print, here's the micro microcontrollers you need, here's how you wire it all up together. And it just basically gives you a step-by-step -step how to do it. Um, other than that, YouTube. Like, you can learn anything you want on YouTube. This is true. Um, I mean, there's things you don't want to learn that you can learn on YouTube. That also. I have, I've been very impressed with the maker community because one of the things I love about it is that the people who get invested in it want to teach other people how to do what they're doing Definitely. like this is not it's not like it's not like colonel sanders yeah. with his secret recipe that yeah. he guards mm -hmm. against all income no i mean people are like look this is the file i used this is what you know this is what i did with it this is how you could do what i did with it but it would be even cooler if you did something new with this file right. that i haven't even done yeah. yet yeah and nobody has to be an expert that's the whole right. the whole thing you know everybody can just collaborate and be creative and Everybody wins. Yes. So I think, I mean, I think, yes, they've been out for a while, but I, I still do think that we're sort of at the at the first wave of things as people are still figuring things out, figuring how to use them. I think uh, that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons I want to bring them here to UMF so our students have access to this because I think it's the wave of the future. <laughs> yeah. And so. having the tools is just the beginning, too. Like, it, it creates that collaboration and when you get a bunch of people in a room thinking about things and how to do things, then that's where you can really be innovative. Good things happen. Good things happen. Well, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything? If anybody would like to donate funds or equipment <laughs> to the Makerspace, you can email makerspace at main.edu and we yes. will be in touch. That corn stuff ain't yeah. free. <laughs> the corn stuff is surprisingly cheap, but the stuff that it takes to print the corn stuff or to etch the corn stuff, well, you know, not etching the corn stuff. But yes. We would love, that's a good point. We would lo yes. love any donations. And all donations. gladly accepted. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so if you want uh, to ask questions, come by the library, ask for Matt, and uh, yep. he's just sitting around doing nothing else, waiting <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> thanks, Matt. So, Thank thanks again for coming, and thanks to our loyal listeners for listening. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs>